welcome back to The Wise Man's Page, the daily podcast where we read Patrick Rothfuss's The Wise Man's Fear page by page. This is page 703. Myself in his place instead, stealing a few pieces from Taberlin while I was at it. I'm not proud of that, and in my defense I'd like to say I had quite a bit to drink. What's more, there were a few pretty women in my audience. There is something powerfully beguiling about the excited eyes of a young woman. They can pull all manner of nonsense out of a foolish young man, and I was no exception to this rule. Meanwhile, Dayton and Hespi occupied the small exclusive world new lovers make for themselves. They were a delight to watch. Dayton was gentler, quieter. Hespi's face lost much of its hardness. They spent a great deal of time in their room, catching up on their sleep, no doubt. Martin flirted outrageously with Penny, drank enough to drown a fish, and generally enjoyed himself enough for any three men. We left the Penny's worth after three days, not wanting to wear our welcome thin. I, for one, was glad to go. Between Tempe's training and Losi's attentions, I was nearly dead from exhaustion. We made slow time on the road back to Severin. Part of this was out of concern for Hespi's injured leg, but some of it was because we knew our time together was drawing to an end. Despite our difficulties, we had become close, and it is hard to leave such things behind. News of our adventures had run ahead of us on the road, so when we stopped for the night, our meals and beds were easy to come by, if not free. On our third day out of the Pennysworth, we ran across a small troop of performers. They weren't a demarreux, and looked rather out at the heels. There were just four of them, an older fellow, two men in their twenties, and a boy of eight or nine. They were packing up their rickety cart just as we were stopping to give Hespi's leg a bit of a rest. Hello, the troopers! I called out. They looked up nervously, then relaxed as they saw the loot across my back. Hello, the bard! I laughed and shook their hands. No bard here, just a bit of a singer. Hello, the same, the older man said, smiling. Which way are you heading? North to south. Yourself? They relaxed further once they knew I was heading in a different direction. East to west, he said. How's your luck been? He shrugged. Poor enough lately, but we've heard tell of a lady chalker. That's the page. I'm Jeremy. I'm Jordana. I'm Nick. I really like the little slice of life we get of Cloth's friends while they're just hanging out at the Pennysworth, kind of recovering and, and chilling out. I've been thinking about this a lot in relation to like more serialized narratives uh, like comic books and TV shows. Sometimes it's really nice to have an episode or a, a scene that's just the heroes kind of socializing and catching up and not do, not doing anything all that high stakes. Like uh, the episode of um, Avatar where they like the kids all go to the beach. You get like a fun series of characterizations. You might get to advance some character relationships. It gives you more space to do that kind of stuff and like establish how characters' relationships are or have changed uh, without having to worry too much about advancing the plot. And I kind of feel like that's what's happening here in a much truncated form. I like finding out how they're all spending their downtime. It, yeah, it gives them a, a little more of a human feeling, I guess. Well, it makes them feel more well-realized as characters when we find out, like, what do they do when they have nothing else to do, right? And how is that different than the last time they were here? Right, because the last time they were here at the Pennysworth for an extended amount of time, Dayton got like stinking drunk, right? And Hespi got annoyed, uh, and she was like listening to the music. Now they're spending time together because they're a couple, and they've got Indeed. new relationship energy going on. Don't we all love a good honeymoon period? We do, we do. And like, I feel like this is the most fun we've ever seen Martin have. 
I sense I sense negative energy coming from Nick's direction. No, 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 not at all. I just I, I agree like that our honeymoon period. This is another little, as you said, Jeremy. This is kind of a beach day episode because we're about to get at the end of this chapter. There's a big uh, a big mic drop, so to speak, and we realize that Tempe's in terrible trouble. So this is a bit of a moment of where characters can breathe and we can just kind of enjoy our victory. And yeah, Martin and Hespi and Dayton like get to spend some quality time and get to not be stressed and get to actually enjoy themselves and not have to front. Um, you know, they don't need to worry about where their meal is coming from. They, they're they not in danger. Mar- you know, Martin, of all people who I think we've seen suffer quite a bit, it's nice to see him uh, gregarious and, and vivacious. I feel like the atmosphere is also different than the first time they came to the Penny's Worth because like the arduous task that was ahead of them is now complete. Uh, so they don't have anything to like worry about except getting paid when they get back. Uh, I have a question. Speaking of getting paid, what happened to all of the gold that they stole from the guy? Quoth still has it. He had it when he went into Fay, and he brought it back with him. Yeah. Okay, just checking. Yeah, he gave them all a royal or, or something, as I recall, to as a bonus, and now he's got the uh, the money. These troopers are interesting. I'm looking forward, and it doesn't seem like they do much beyond um, add to pacing, but they also inject another little clue into the Lackless universe. Uh, So we'll talk about them on a future page. The one thing that on this page uh, becomes clear is that initially they're wary that he's going to be competition, that he's going the same direction as them, and that they're going to have to compete with him. And then they relax when he says we're not going the same direction as, as they are. Mm-hmm. And as we'll learn on a future page, these aren't much in the way of troopers or entertainers. They're kind of like, they're practically just like street hustlers. Yeah, they're like community theater. They're buskers. I think two things happen. They're not even talented buskers, as you'll see. But anyway, Jordana, let, what, what do you think? So at first, when he greets them, they relax when they see the loot on his back. So what did they think he was before they saw the loot on his back? I think that they live in a constant state of fear of being confused for Adima Ra and being run out of town with torches and pitchforks. Okay. So I think when they see that he's not like the town constable or an angry drunken mob with torches and pitchforks out to persecute them for being Ra, even though they're not, they relax. Got it. Okay. And then I understand why they relax the second time. So that makes sense. But also I really enjoy this greeting function. Like the, hello, the troopers. Hello, the bard. Like, that would be really funny. Like, if, if like, I saw you guys down the street and I was like, oh, hello, the Jeremy. <laughs> yeah, like, I oh. get the impression from other pop culture I've consumed that that was a common way to greet strangers uh, in pre-modern contexts because you want to announce yourself and announce yourself as friendly. So you would, like, announce yourself by stating what you think the other person does. Well, it's like, I, I see you, I see you and recognize you, and I'm announcing my presence to you specifically. This reminds me of, um, I have just been in Venice, uh, some may know, and this reminds me of the way that the gondoliers announce their presence as they're going through the canals. They have a particular call that goes like, ooey, I can't do it. But there's a particular call that they have, and they call out the direction that they're coming from when they think that there's someone around the corner. So they'll say like, left oi um or you know i can't i don't remember the word in italian it's like stana oi uh to indicate like i'm i'm coming from this direction pay attention and it's like the way they do it is so interesting because it 
it like echoes. It's it's practically like honking a horn. It's a really interesting thing that they do, but it, it reminds me of that. It's like a hail announcing my presence in a way that is both friendly and also like attention grabbing. Yeah. And that's really interesting. And I'm sure they've been doing that for like hundreds of years. I've definitely seen in other fictional contexts, like a character approaching a fort and being like, hello, the fort. So like, it doesn't, it doesn't feel out of place to me. Indeed. I'm surprised we don't see more of this. I feel like a, another writer would like lean on this trope a little bit more. Hmm. It would become a much and more a, a word words are wind. Yeah. Much and more and a, a hmm. capons. Capons and rashers of bacon. Kind of <laughs> Capon and the rashers of bacon is my new band title. <laughs> I think Capon and the rashers would be fine. Hmm. Like, I don't think you need the of bacon too long. Well, why don't you start your own band then, Jordana? Yeah, it's more fun just to criticize Jeremy's. Aha! That's true. <laughs> Extremely true. I'm obnoxious, but I'll admit to it. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's like a philosophy on this podcast. If we if this is all of our notes for the page, I don't have a letter, but something really exciting just happened. Oh, why don't you tell us that? We can do the letter to me. <laughs> and I, okay, so it's not like really exciting, but um, Jeff just came back from from the pharmacy, and apparently they had chocolate milk on sale. He just came home with two liters of chocolate milk, <laughs> and I'm so excited. And we're all excited for you. Okay, that's that's all. <laughs> did he did he dangle it in front of you the way that you would like dangle a chicken bone for a, an eager dog? He he came in very quietly, went to the kitchen, put something in the fridge, and then came back into the room to open the fridge and show them to me. <laughs> that's true love, baby. Will you drink it out of a curly straw? <laughs> Uh, I broke my curly straw. I need a oh, new no, curly straw. Oh, no, listeners, send Jordana a curly straw. If you have any recommendations for good curly straws, send them to pageofthewind at gmail.com. You can also send your letters to pageofthewind at gmail.com. Uh, or you can join the Discord and uh, put your letter into the mailbag channel, which we now have. Send us your letters. Go to our merch store at uh jordanaheeney.threadless.com did you know that our ko-fi also has a store that's right i didn't it does we do have a few things on the ko-fi wow but i actually have to ship those things by hand so because i'm like jordana don't buy anything <laughs> off the ko-fi store <laughs> i mean you can the, the, the ko-fi store has things that our other store does not and cannot sell so if you look at the regular store and say, this isn't what I want, then go to the Ko-Fi store and look for other fun, cool things. What can the, the Ko-Fi store sell that we can't sell on Threadless? Uh, holographic stickers, which I produce here in human Canada fluids. and are not produced uh, via Threadless. I believe that's one thing that you can't post through Patreon, but you can post through Ko-Fi. <laughs> that's so gross! <laughs> uh, also, like, I think... There's, I don't know, there's, I can't remember what all is on the Ko-Fi store, but all of it is things that we cannot provide you through our other stores, so. Yeah, uh, pink, pink sauce. Un- unsealed, unpasteurized pink sauce. That sounds super gross, even though I don't know what pink sauce oh, is. Oh, you should definitely try some pink sauce, Jordana. I'll, I'll ship you some. No, that, I don't think so. I don't think it's safe. I'm allergic to a lot of things, and I should be careful what I ingest. Well, if there's any consolation, there's there's no telling what the ingredients are of the pink sauce. 
They're not they're not identifiable on like the the table of elements. Uh, no human tongue can describe their mysteries. Uh, but you can buy our bathwater through Ko-Fi on tomorrow's page. <laughs> the wind. Splash, splash, splash. <laughs> splish, splash.